Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is Backpacking and Blisters, Epic Trails and Epic Tales. I am Derek out in California here, and with me today out in Colorado is my buddy Carl Mandrioli. Carl, we have a great topic today, and uh, I'm excited to talk about this. Uh, We're going to talk about, well, why don't you tell us what we're talking about today? So we've entitled this episode Close Encounters, that is Two Close Encounters, T-O-O, because we have a lot of interesting interactions out on the trail and some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. And oftentimes the interactions people have with us can go either way as well. So we figured, you know, we've got some good stories for this. Some people like to hike by themselves. Some people like to hike in groups. Some people like to interact and kind of gather a crowd as they're hiking. But this is, I think this is a topic that's going to connect with a lot of people. Uh, yeah, there's been some characters out on the trail, as I'm sure many of you guys who backpack know, and, uh, just start, I think even on our last trip out in Glacier National Park, we ran into probably one of my top two most remembered encounters, I would say, actually. Okay. So we can talk about that later, but. We'll get to that, yeah. Derek, let me just start off with a question here. Yeah. When we're out hiking or backpacking and we encounter different people, are you interested in what's going on with them? Would you like to interact with the people on the trail or would you prefer to just kind of keep on going, stick to yourself, have some uh, time where either you're by yourself or our group is isolated from everybody else on mm, the trail? Mm, such a, such a, a many layered, this is like an onion question. I think there's a lot of things to think about if I'm seeing people on the trail. One am am I just starting on the trail? Am I fresh and I see people there? You know, we've had one, I think just to Glacier National where we saw some people like a mile in or whatever, and we stopped and talked and got some info and chatted it up for like a few minutes. If I've been hiking for like 10 miles, I'm just kind of wearing down maybe on the day or whatever. And I see some people, maybe I'm just less likely to, to get 
involved on the trail. But at the same time, if you have done that and you get to a campsite and there's other people at the campsite, I think, you know, I, I don't mind chatting with the people at all. Um, but it depends. You know, some people, you got to kind of read them. They don't want to be bothered or you got to like kind of discern the situation. Are they like setting up their camp? Do they Are they keeping to themselves? Are they like making an effort to, to like try to talk or I don't know. You know what I mean? So we had one situation. I know we, we had hiked what I think it was like 15 miles. I was dead tired. I think on the way uphill or, or anywhere toward the latter portion of that day, I just, I didn't even want to talk to you guys. I was just like, I just need to get through this. Yeah. Just, just tanking, just worn out. Um, but the moment we made it to the camp, and we sat around that kind of fire area or, or gathering area. I think it's just something about that. Like there's a there's a sense of completion. There's a sense of like I can eat, I can relax. And I think just knowing that um, there were people there, and then we we were just talking about I don't know random stuff, and we had a great chat about all kinds of stuff. So I think it just depends. You know, obviously every hiker is different. You just want to try and be sensitive. I think the main thing is just just be sensitive to the situation at hand, like if you see somebody's just dead tired, don't try to strike up some like gnarly long conversation. Kind of goes back to reading people. You don't want to dive deep into the philosophies of what is life with a person who right. clearly just wants to keep to themselves. Yeah, but I, yeah. kind of, you kind of, you kind of made a good point with you got to read the people and sort of to each his own. So I've got a couple thoughts or a couple stories, I suppose, that relate to um, to those thoughts. First off, many years ago, we were, I had a, a small group of guys and we were hiking the John Muir Trail and we were pretty far in. And so each day it's, at some point just became uh, a grind over different mountain passes. I mean, it was super fun, but it was hard. And we came to this campsite where it was like an established backcountry campground. And there were, I don't know, maybe six or seven different spots. They were all kind of next to each other. So we took a spot that was about two or three spots down from another group of guys that had already set up camp. And they basically came over to us and were like, they were like, yeah, you guys are going to need to camp somewhere else. Wow. So they definitely wanted their isolation. <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> I was more, and you know, I was young. I was, what a, you know, 22 years old at the time. So, right. <laughs> so of course I responded with, you know, I was nice about it, but I was like, we've just been hiking for, you know, the last 150 miles. I feel like we sort of have the right of way on this one. We're just going to camp right here. We're not going to bother you. We're not very loud. Right. So you got to suck it up on this one. Wow. Laying it uh, down. Now, wow. Yeah. Now I think I intentionally try to get away from that group just to, you know, not only to respect them, but just to, because, you know, obviously the group we have now is loud and it probably would um, impede on somebody else. Right. But there was a time where this, ha and this just happened not too long ago. I'm a little embarrassed to share the story, hmm. but I, I feel like you got at least, if you're going to pass a hiker on a trail, at, at least have the common courtesy to say hi. I, no, I, I agree with that for sure. And so, yeah. And my story sort of revolves around my reaction to somebody who was unwilling to say hi because I'm, I'm, I'm a hello person. <laughs> so let, let me just read, like, were you walking on the trail and you're, you know, I don't know, you've been hiking for a while. You see jim bob or sally may just cruising at you and you're like hey guy how you doing you know blah, blah, blah. and they just ignore you and keep walking pretty much so what, what does um, that do to you internally yeah. like do you get angry it's kind of kind of annoyed really? i guess because i think it's just you know like acknowledge your fellow human being right like how rude is that not to do that so i so i think i'm gonna kind of blend this in with the thought you have where you got to respect everybody and i think 
this guy and he was with a girl as well that they were just they wanted to just kind of ex- experience nature silently they didn't want any sound on the trail so this is at the end of a backpacking trip we're about a mile out and we have we're kind of divided up a little bit i actually might have been hiking relatively close to you mm. we come across these folks that are hiking the opposite direction i of course say hi they don't and i might have made a little snarky comment like i can't believe i didn't say hi <laughs> but typical but they're, they continue to hike and we can I can see for a little ways. I can see 20, 30 yards down the trail and up comes Rocky, who is one of the loudest people in the world. Yes. Yes. I mean, if, if you tell Rocky to whisper like that might actually be louder than his regular voice, which is already loud. Right. Which is, which is good and bad, but I appreciate it. And so anytime you just yell at Rocky, he's going to yell back at you. So the, the common that's, yell is... Yeah, that's automatic. Yeah. That's automatic. I can't wait for the listeners to meet Rocky. This is... Yeah, you're totally right, right on this one. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I did. So so the, the people cross our path, and then I'm like, why don't they say hi? And so I know Rocky's going to say hi to them, and they'll probably not say hi to Rocky. So I just need to, like, get, get their juices going a little bit. So right as they were going to cross paths with Rocky, probably, I don't know, like 10 feet away... <laughs> I just yell at Rocky, yeah, and Rocky, no hesitation, yells back, yeah, right as the people are crossing oh, by, wow. and then, of course, Rocky makes it like, hey, how's it going, because Rocky's the same as me, like, he likes to greet yeah. people, he's very friendly, yeah. and the guy responds, he's like, be going a lot better if you guys weren't so loud, <laughs> that's it, that's why it. could I not have been so, there to hear more of that, that was, <laughs> was that a jerk move by me? I'm going to yes, say, yeah, that, that was, was a jerk, jerk move. move, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So having the so knowledge, pre- having the knowledge that they wanted silence. I mean, <laughs> I well, I don't have the. It wasn't certain. I mean, I was just kind of reading the person like you suggested. But I'm a Christian dude, and that was not a moment where I was representing well. So you know, not perfect. What? Not perfect. Saved by grace, of course. That, but that I, I don't know. So you have to, yeah, you got to understand people are out there for different reasons, and some people want to be alone, some people don't want to be alone, and. There's different ways to to do that. So if you're if you're like the person that I just basically offended by yelling at, I apologize. But I think there's a way to avoid those encounters. That would be an example of a too close encounter for both of us, I would say. Yeah. Do you have okay, what would be your strategy? If you want to be kind of out on your own, we just yeah, there's all the national parks are crowded. They have quota systems for trails, for backcountry campsites, but you're still gonna run into people. Any thoughts or ideas or suggestions? There's been quite a few times where we've just gone off trail and we just use the map and go a couple miles off trail. Um, And that's, I think, some of my favorite times because you're really, really relying on your map reading abilities, each other, and you're seeing stuff that quite, well, not a lot of people are looking at. You know what I mean? Like there's, most people are going to stay on the trail. So if you're going off trail like a mile or two in the middle of nowhere, it's super exciting and fun, but also a little bit more risky if something happens. You know, you have to kind of calculate, you know, what you're willing to do if you really want to get away from people. So, I mean, it's been nice. You know, we camped a couple of times, I remember, by some lakes and unbelievable views off trail, maybe like, I don't know, half a mile to a mile or whatever it was. And it was amazing. And we stayed there for a while. I don't know if we had lunch or spent the night or what, but it was, those are good. I think, you know, I think it's good to do that if you can every now and then to get away from people or option two is, uh, you know, 
you know, like if you're going to a park that has lots and lots of trails like Yosemite or, you know, some of these larger parks like Glacier National has a lot of trails. But if there's trails that are very remote or maybe that might include a lot of elevation, the, hard the harder trails. trails like Red Peak Pass we've done. The Maroon Bells was was a good one, too. There's there's just there's a lot more opportunities to get away from people up there, um, even though like on the Maroon Bells Pass, like we saw quite a few I wouldn't say quite a bit. We just saw a handful of, of people. Yeah, I actually agree with everything you just said there. I think the number one way to do it is simply to get off the trail, to go cross country. The only thing I don't agree with is I think anything in the Maroon Bells area in Aspen, Colorado is going to be ridiculously crowded. You have right. a mixture of people day hiking, backpacking, and trail running that loop. And the reason why it's amazing, right. but there's people yeah. just there. Yeah, and there's, and so. well, and like Glacier, you know, you have like the, um, the set campsites and, 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 as I'm sure we'll talk about later episodes, you know, there was rangers all over the place. So they do a better job, it seemed, of kind of uh, patrolling everything. So, you know, if they see some... And that's another way. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, that's another way. Yeah, if you want to avoid rangers too, for oh, whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, they're, they're tip, they can be off trail, but I mean, the chances of them going to the same spots you are pretty slim. So I think off trail is the number one way if you want to avoid people. Yeah. If you don't avoid people... They, you're going to have some interesting interactions, especially if you come across our group. Right. Let's just go back and forth. Let's go like machine gun format. Boom, boom, boom. What are some of the more, most interesting encounters you've had on the trail that you might consider too close encounters, whether we have been the ones to sort of be, be on the receiving end or if we're actually the ones creating them? Uh, I would say the guy backpacking in a leather jacket. I would say the time when we were back on those Maroon Bells mountain passes and... Rocky was so loud that it, he actually shouted people off the pass mm-hmm. unintentionally. Yeah, that was good. I would say the time that we were hiking along and we saw another group of hikers come along and they looked like our doppelganger group to some degree. Um, or if you've ever seen like Seinfeld, there was, you know, the bizarro world. Just like the opposite. They just looked like they could be us in yeah. some other reality. Yeah. That one was on my list too. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Rocky. I feel like I can kind of just go back to that. Well, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, the time that he wore a Nacho Libre wrestling costume, uh, mask included, and hiked down the trail for two miles in, on the most crowded trail section of our 50 mile epic. trip. That was epic. I'm, I'm gonna say the reactions uh, when somebody was wearing a dinosaur costume and people were filming some stuff with that dinosaur costume i'm gonna say when we were we woke up and we had a nice breakfast and our group camp of seven guys was infiltrated by a single woman who was out to memorialize a dog that she had lost in that area those are good i would say the time that we uh had multiple deer invade the camp and try to eat our backpacks. That still counts as an encounter. I'll give you that one. The last one I've got is, for a long time ago, I had a woman coming down the trail who was actually hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. We were in the Ansel Adams Wilderness, so she was pretty far along. And she was panicking because she had lost her buddy hiker and thought something had happened to him. So we were hiking the opposite direction. Turns out he was a quarter mile behind her. He had just simply gone to the bathroom. <laughs> Did she try to go back? We... <laughs> She convinced us to go down to the ranger station to report that there might be a lost hiker, and we ended up trying to do that and report that she needed to calm down because the guy was going to catch up with her. But we ended up going to the ranger station after it closed, so it was kind of a moot point. But the guy probably caught up to her when she went to the bathroom, so... so yeah. Saving lives. Saving lives. 
<laughs> it's good. One at I a like time. That. I like that. To wrap up that thought, I think all that to say, like you don't know what you're, what's going to happen out on the trail. That's what you know makes it fun most of the time is just the adventure, the unexpectedness, and the people that are out there. They can make it fun, but there's ways to avoid them altogether as well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I think the more you backpack and the more you do all this type of stuff, you're gonna get like the. Uh, you're gonna get a lot of the like the. I don't want to say recreational backpackers. You're going to see a lot of those backpackers like in the more crowded areas, um, like, you know, like Yosemite Falls or something like that, where everybody's going to go to take pictures and all that kind of stuff. So expect that. Um, obviously, if you get away from all that, there's tons of other places to go on some of these some of these national parks where you're going to, the further out you go, it's like you almost meet more, I don't want to say professional backpackers. That sounds kind of weird, but like, backpackers with experience um and for the most part i mean i i feel like i i don't know i mean i feel like for the most part they're very nice and like welcoming and up for a good talk or or something like so i guess my takeaway from this i'm gonna try to work in a bible verse every episode and so my final thoughts are proverbs 18:24, which says a man of many companions may come to ruin but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother and you're talking about me i, I appreciate like gr- that yeah, man, you're my you're my bro, but not just you. The whole the whole group of guys I feel like are my brothers, and I really want to take that time. This is the one time in the year when I when I can invest that time and everybody, and so I am happy to to greet people when I'm out there. But I'm not looking to add to our group or to be a man of many companions beyond what we already have while we're sure. out there. I think it's just I just want to have that quality time amongst the closest of bros that we've got yeah. going on. There's definitely other trips for other things, and and I'm open at that point, but. I don't want to be the man of many companions while out there. I just want to. I, I want to be happy. I want to greet people. I want to be enthusiastic and encouraging, and I won't yell at people that want to be quiet anymore. Yeah, I promise. I'll keep you accountable but for that. No, I think. Yeah, thoughts? I kind of what you're saying. I think my final thought was kind of you know you really got to pay attention to the fact that you know everybody goes out and does backpacking for different reasons, right? Like we get together from all corners of the country, so to speak, to to get together, to reconnect, to hang out. And that's kind of the only time of the year that we get to do that. So obviously it makes sense that we'd want to spend most of the time together hanging out, playing games, being goofy, whatever. But there are other people who go out there to not do that. And they're out there to maybe hike um, and they're up for meeting new hikers and backpackers and they're way more open to that, So, which is fine. So I think it's just trying to be cognizant and sensitive to you know, the fact that people are out there for different reasons. and I think a lot of the encounters that we have are out on the trail are due to the fact that national parks are just getting more and more crowded. There's a higher population of hikers out there. We're sharing the trail with more hikers than ever, and therefore the trail is just getting, yeah, it's getting full, which is awesome, getting more people out there. Um, if you want more of a remote experience, it's not so awesome. But this led me to a trivia question that I was going to throw at you, Derek. Oh, boy. Here we go. Right. So, so I want to start a new segment. I'm not sure how this is going to go, but I wanted to th- I want to throw a trivia question at you. I'm going to make it a fair and a reasonable question, and then if you get the question right, we're gonna you're gonna get to at the end of the episode throw like a little embarrassing punishment at me that I've got to record and throw up on our Facebook page. And if you get the question wrong, then I choose the punishment for you, just to kind of keep things uh, interesting. We'll say, okay. bring it. So Challenge you- accepted. All right, so. I'll, I'll throw you the question, then I'll give you the parameters for the question to make it reasonable. With the this kind of idea of close encounters, 
I thought, you know, which of the national parks are the most crowded or the most often visited? Mm. So I did a little bit of research, and uh, I've got a top five for most crowded or most visited parks. Now, now, granted, a lot of that is like the drive-bys. People are just kind of driving through the park. Okay. But I think that also obviously spills over onto the trail as well. So I would like you to be able to name two of the top five, and I'm going to give you four guesses to do it. Wow, I, so many <laughs> so many parks. Okay. okay, let me add one more parameter too to that. Okay, if you guess something that's not a national park, then you're automatically wrong. Well, I would hope so. Okay, um, are you? So is this, is this fair? See, is here's this here's the problem though: is that you're way more familiar with the eastern parks than I am. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a, a go anyway. I want. I, I think I heard some some uh, some article, read some articles, or saw or overheard people. Of legitimacy, talking about legitimacy. well, what I mean by that is like you know they know they're backpacking parks and stuff, like a ranger or something. Yeah, right, exactly. So I think obviously my biggest two guesses are going to be Glacier National, Yosemite National. Okay, so Glacier is your like is your first guess? I think I yeah. Let me say Glacier over. All right, so Glacier National Park is actually the tenth most what? popular. Really? Tenth. Yes. God, I thought it was like number two. Yeah, we heard that it was super crowded. And I think they, I think they either built it up or lied to us because, yeah, when I did my research, it's definitely crowded. Don't get me wrong, but it's not even close to the top. Wow. Okay, where's Yosemite at? Okay, so is Yosemite officially your second yeah, guess? Yeah, absolutely. I think Yosemite came in at third, so that's one. You got one. You're one for two. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, other that's parks. Oh gosh, I don't really know. Um. There's like you don't know like the names of any other parks or you just <sighs> hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, MidwayUSA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Loss. I'm kind of lost as to where to guess. I mean, I want to say there's there's like there's like the emigrant net. I don't know if I'd say emigrant at all. Do you think you wouldn't say emigrant because it's not a national park? Isn't it like the national, Is it what is it, like a wilderness, right? It's, it's like, yeah, national forest, wilderness area. Okay, but that was... That does not count. That does not count. So... Those are my only... I can't even think of any other parks that might be... Maybe like... Okay, what about in Utah? Maybe like... 
Oh, what is it? What's it? Is it Moab? Arches? The art? Uh, the uh, what am I saying? What's? The, I haven't been there. This, so might, this question might actually talking about legitimacy. This might delegitimize <laughs> your. You've been there. What is it? What's it called? I haven't been there. You're saying two different places. Moab is a, okay. Let's is go like Moab. No, no, right. What's no? What's the one with the arches over in Utah? I drove by. If you were a deer right now, just like suffering, I, I think I'd have to like take a handgun to your head. I need a shotgun. I need to look at the map. You sit here, and this is what he does, folks. He sits and studies maps and books and like memorizes everything like you would the United States of America and then just likes to press me on it like I'm some fool. Okay, so fair enough. That's fine. You've been doing this longer, so good for you. Um, All right. Well, Moab's a town. It's known for Moab. No, no, not Moab. Not Moab. What's the one... In Utah. Arches is next to Moab, but that's still incorrect. That's not a national park? No, it's a national park. It's just wrong. Uh, that would have been my it's guess. Not in the top ten. It's so crowded. Okay, well, I don't, I, I don't know. Okay, so you're out. I'm out. That's it. He chose poorly. We guessing East Coast? There's definitely East Coast parks that, that crack the top Oh, five. wait, 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 wait. What about, I want to say, in um, somewhere in Wyoming, Yellowstone. Yellowstone is a great guess. That's yeah. awesome. That's it's number six, though. Oh, come on. You knew that, too. I did. No, I would have guessed Yellowstone. The one that you probably should have gotten because uh, it's just so internationally known is Grand Canyon. Oh, duh. Yeah. So duh. that's, that's the one there. you probably should have gotten. I've, and then, yeah. the, strangely, the one that, that by far is the most crowded, and I didn't know this until recently, that's an East Coast one. You wouldn't have gotten this one. I wouldn't have expected you to. But the Great Smoky Mountains National Park mm. goes through a couple different states. Mm. Super yes. crowded. I think almost by double. And then number five is Zion National Park. So you're right about Utah, but that was you just had the wrong park. So I was right, right, right area, state. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll count that. We should count that. Okay. Just the, the, so you just name a state. <laughs> no, I said Zion. National. <laughs> okay, you didn't say Zion. You said Arches. But you I said wanted Moab, to say but... Zion. All right, fine. You win. Fine. Number three, you got Yosemite. Four was one you've actually been to, Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh, wow. Man, I caved yeah. under the pressure. I just, you know yeah. when you like, you just blank? Like you watch those people better. on Family Feud and they just blank on the easiest answers. That's what happened. <laughs> just blanked. Wow. We'll get better. Embarrassing. We'll get better. It's time for me to reveal what your challenge slash punishment is uh, going to be for all right. this week. I'm going to give you an easy one since this is our first one, and I kind of, you know, I kind of threw you a curveball. You weren't really expecting it. Bring it. But you are a frequenter of Mm. Costco. Yeah, you and your daughter Riley like to to hang out there for sure. Indeed. Riley is uh, motorized wheelchair bound. You said that she likes to go fast in Costco. Yeah, a little too fast, but she handles her own. She's good. Yeah. Okay. I want you and Riley to pick somebody out. Could be a Costco worker, could be just a stranger could be somebody that you're gonna have a close encounter with and i want you to race them down one of the race them like they need to have like a shopping cart or what are they (laughs) okay all right (laughs) i was just thinking they just put their shopping cart to the side and then like you just get right and be like hey you want to race and then see what i can see what i can do about that okay i can we i think we can pull that off we can definitely pull that off yeah for sure okay i'm i'm gonna up it from here so if you feel like that's hard then you better bring it on all right. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in to Backpacking and Blisters. Always a pleasure. Hit that subscribe button. Join our join our team, and we'd love to hear from you. Comments and questions. Um, look at the Facebook page. Let us know what your thoughts are. Um, share with us any stories you guys have as well. Always excited to hear those things. And uh, 
You guys have a good one. Good one. Remember, it's not backpacking if there's not a few blisters along the way. I want to fly around the world. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Every once in a while, it's fun to go with, like, just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.